When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport for Kia's open season. On now with match winning deals and Red Energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. Yeah, Badger Sats here with you. Woogie, our producer's on Yippie Beans or something tonight, Scotty Sattler. I don't know what's going on there. Maybe we can catch a little bit of that. How are you, Sats? It's Team List Tuesday, the first <laughs> for 2021. Yeah, and They're of course, Badge and listeners, uh, everyone anticipating who's going to get some of those key positions in some of, the, some of the clubs or your club that you support. I've been quite interested in a... A few of those, uh, a few of those clubs, most notably the West Tigers. I've been really interested in in um, what their team makeup was always going to yeah. be like with so many good signings that any are going surprises? to their club. With the Gold Coast Titans with their big signings, there's a few players that have missed out as well. Yeah, gonna... so um, that's what we love about Teamless Tuesday, mm. especially for round one. Not going to give it too much away, but there's a bloke whose um, first name's Andrew, last name's Fafita. He's missed out at the Sharks. Mm. So um, Tom Dearden. Missed out. Missed out to Brodie Croft at the Broncos. Hey, talking about the Broncos, Alex Glenn from the Brisbane Broncos is going to join us uh, pretty soon. If you've got any questions for him, that club, gee, what a, um, what a nightmare 2020 was. And uh, he's been newly appointed as the captain. I know he's done the job before. But um, we're going to catch up with him pretty soon. But you can shoot any questions through on zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. That's our text line. You can text us about anything you like or call us. One three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. Um who else? Oh, a couple of big signings or a couple of good signings. Herman SES he missed out for the Titans. Yeah. Scotty Sattler. Mm. So uh, but we will run through those pretty soon. And if you're you're wondering, we'll tell you who got the fullback job at the uh the Cowboys too pretty soon. Hey, um, last night there was a big debate going on in our studio, I think all over the place. What did you watch? Did you watch? Oh, it was captivating TV Shana, last after night. That interview, then oh, you did so well to line Shana Jack up last night. Sats, we interviewed her last night before her story uh, on uh, on Australian Story on mm. the ABC. That was um, that was uh, I couldn't I couldn't turn it off. I couldn't change over to one of those other dull shows. I was disappointing. It only went for thirty odd minutes. You wanted yeah, to see more, Australian didn't Story you? always does. Yeah. It's like we needed a part two. They tease you, don't they? There's so much more mm. to it. Um, Maps, is anyone still watching? Yeah, I, I do watch Maths. And I've got to oh, say, I started watching a little bit of Maths before the Shana Jack Australian story. I've got a um, some some uh, needles here if you want to just take that moment and stick them in your eyes. You'll probably have a better time than watching that. Did it, what, Megan and Harry was the big ratings winner. Uh, everyone seemed to watch that uh, My wife maybe on watched Oprah. that after the Australian story. We so flicked it over as streaming. well for a bit. Um, I, I couldn't watch too much of it, but... Um, what about the, but the one thing I did see, and uh, this there were some surprising revelations, but uh, Megan revealed this, and also concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. 
What? And who, who is having that conversation with you? What? There is a conversation. Hold up. Hold up. There's Stop several. Right con- now. There are several conversations. There's a conversation it. with you. With Harry. About how dark your baby is going to be? Potentially, and what that would mean or look like. And you're not going to tell me who had the conversation? I think that would be very damaging to them. Mm. Oh, yeah, it was was actually, whether you're a Rawls fan or not, uh, I think it was quite intriguing watching, actually, to be quite honest. Uh, There's been a lot of support. Uh, There's also been um, a lot of critics as well. If she's going to come out and make some really robust claims, mm. you know, I, I think she's got to put names to it. Why? Well, she's just, she's just telling it how it is. It might get to that eventually. The, that, you, that, that won't be dropped straight away. You pebbles or you throw rocks. But, but that's not something that's just going to be lost by the British media or the yeah. world media. So um, anyway, which team are you on? It's Megan, isn't it? It's Megan. Megan. They've got an E. It's mm. Megan and Harry. Or the are they against the Royals? Is it like two teams now? It's them versus the Royals? Because yeah. she said she still has a great relationship with the Queen. I think that's the most important person. Obviously it is. So who are you? Which side are you on? What do you reckon? Pick your um, allies wisely. Yeah. <laughs> hey, tonight we are very much more important than that. We're putting together our top fours. Who do you think will be in the top four this year? Uh, we got a text last night from, I think it was from Michelle, who said, this is my top ten. No, we don't want your top ten. We want you to get... More specific than that, your top four. Yeah, it's but tough. the top ten means she she's got eight in mind. You she can't, just can't fit them yeah, all. You in. can't have eight teams in your top, which is really difficult. Now I've had to make some tough decisions here to come up with my top four. We'll we'll do ours. You haven't even put yours together yet, Sats. Yes, I have. No, but you, along the way, you've said every second team we talk about will make the top four. So the top ten last night was uh, South Raiders, Penrith, Storm, Eels, Roosters, Titans. And Cowboys in eighth. <laughs> Was this from? But the Knights and Warriors ninth and tenth. That's from Michelle. No, sorry, Emily from Bathurst. Oh, Emily from Bathurst, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Emily. But no, narrow it down. Give us four. One three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. You can give us a call about it, or you can text us zero four double seven seven three six. Can I ask you seven three six? Really quick one. Yeah. Who's going to be the biggest mover, whether it's down or up in the top eight badge? Do you think? Oh, no, I'm working on my top four sets. I Biggest mover. That. That's too hard. Okay, let's do this. Now, time for a Sports Day sports update for Pharmacy Sleep Services. Get tested for sleep apnea. Yeah, hey, uh, a few things going on at different clubs. Oh, I see Maddie, Maddie Dufty. Oh, I was interested in this. He, he um, said the environment last year at the Dragons, uh, therefore under Paul McGregor, was toxic. Um, he, uh, he, he said his time, from the time Corey Norman arrived as uh, a rival number one, he never knew if he'd be in the team or out and it's, uh, and he's feeling a lot better about himself these days. That's a, that's a harsh word to use when you're talking about the, the, uh, the environment or the culture of your club. Yeah, toxic. I'll break that down in the, in the two parts. Toxic is a very strong word to use. I, I wouldn't call it toxic at the Dragons. This is only from a, an outsider looking yes. in. We always saw the... The fraternising with the players between Paul McGregor and the relationship between a lot of the players and Paul McGregor always seemed to be a very healthy one. Mm, they just that couldn't is, win games. They weren't getting results, and that invariably comes back on the senior playing group and the coach. Mm. So I, I don't think – and, again, we don't know internally whether it was toxic or not. 
The other one is I didn't know whether I was in the team or not. Now, sometimes you want that mindset amongst your playing your players, especially some of your key players. They, it's what drives the really good players to stay on top of their game and, and become a player that is always one of the first picked each and every week, a player that you can rely upon. So, But on the toxic one, Badge, uh, and I don't know whether you've, you've been involved in a lot of successful clubs throughout your career, and whether it's Origin, whether it's the Canberra Raiders or back in the Brisbane days at South Magpies. And I don't know whether you've been involved in a club that had a toxic environment internally. I remember at the Gold Coast, sorry, at the uh, Penrith Panthers in 2001, we got the wooden spoon. We were horrible. But when we'd win a game, we looked like we were a team that had a lot of camaraderie, a lot of unity, and we'd, yeah, everyone mm. celebrating. But internally, it was a fractured dressing room. We had half a team that that didn't like the rumblings that were happening behind closed doors, the the movements to try and oust the coach, Roy Simmons. And there was a, a, a small fraction of players who were doing everything they can to get a huge change within the, the club moving forward. Now, Sounds like Brisbane last year. Well, Johnny Lang came in and invariably it was the, the right decision, but it was it was how it was done, which what became very toxic. So we don't know what Matty Dufty is alluding to when mm. he uses the word toxic. Now, you may be right. He might have wanted to use a in hindsight, a better word? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if that suits, but, um, yeah, hopefully they're they're better than their trial form suggested, mm. the, uh, the the Dragons. Um, Cam Smith's heading back to Melbourne. Big news. <laughs> Did you know that, Sats? Yeah, I do. But not what everyone's probably thinking. Because they're going to unveil a st- statue of him and Billy Slater. Mm. Are they two different statues or is there one? Is it, is it like the Winx statue that, at Rose Hill that's got Hugh Bowman on board? Is, are they celebrating together or, or are they, they got two I think different it's got, I think it'll be a, a moment that's been captured in photo, mm. between, like a little bit like Norm Proven and, and Arthur Summons. I celebrating think, a, a try or something. Yeah, I think it'll be something that, where they've both um, – I remember after the 2017 grand final, there was a really good image of when Billy picked up Cam off the ground at full time and they're both looking at each other, sort of yelling at yeah, each other's face. Yeah, Maybe that might be it. it. Cooper Cronk, surprising. Like, I thought he would have got a statue. Is I, you'd it, because he went to the, them together, Because you? he went to the Roosters and won mm. a comp against Melbourne. Did that play against him? I'm not Don't quite really. sure. He's highly respected at anyway, both clubs. Anyway, Cam's going back there. This is tomorrow night, but he won't be staying around to catch up with his teammates and won't be there for the uh, the clash with the South Sydney Rabbitohs the following night. Mm. It's been it's been bizarre, isn't it? Cam finishing, but but not definitely finished or retired or anything. We that just is don't bizarre know. that he's not going to be there for it's, the first game the year after he's whole, finished playing at the, the club. The whole thing is so different. The way he's just drifted off and okay, crushed I'm, everyone. And I'm going to start happened. another conspiracy theory. Here. Okay, by him staying at and around to watch the South Sydney game at Amy Park mm. and him, he'll be plastered all across the the screens and the papers the next day. Does that mean that he's going to play with another club and him being at the Melbourne Storm is conflicting? Not at all. No? It's okay. nothing like right that on. at all. But anyway, I'm just trying I know to start you, you are, you're like, trying to start something. <laughs> it's I not working. Now, so, so I want you to talk to me a little bit more about uh, Shane and Jack last night. Yep. And, and you know a lot about it, uh, about the case, and uh, a lot more than most people do through um, some work that you've done. Um, what did we learn from that interview last night and our interview, our chat with her? But that interview or the stuff that was on, on the Australian story last night, I think we all learned or believe that she has been she's paid a very heavy price mm. for, for something that um, was never she never intentionally digested anything and 
Mm. Was it even was it ever going to make a difference the the amount that was found in the system? It's a good point you make because no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, what we learnt last night, I think, from last night's show is that it outlined drug testing protocols probably need some fine tuning, some tweaking um, that allows an argument that it's just not black and white. And there's a lot of extenuating um, circumstances surrounding tests um, and how people do have minute samples within their their urine or blood samples, whatever it may be. And I think Shona Jack, amongst other athletes around the world, and from our chat with her yesterday, I think one thing m- needs to be made clear, which actually wasn't outlined in that in that documentary last night, and also when we spoke to Shana yesterday, is that she's not looking for a pardon or an exoneration. No. She was given four years. It was downgraded to two years, and she's now going to be slapped with another possible four years on top of that. So we'll go back to the original sentence, four years. She's just saying, I had it in my system. I unknowingly had it in my system. I can't argue that I had it in my system. So I'm willing to accept the two years as much as it it hurts me. Now, it's interesting when you say about yeah, you just. I think it's also about about the system needing to be to to move with the times, where inadvertent ingestion or or uh, or something being found in your body, which is unknowingly, it's minute, it's tiny. How can you have the same punishment and protocols around that as someone like they kept referring to, like Lance Armstrong? Exactly. You just can't. Yeah. It's just not right. The system has to be looked at. And someone like Shana Jack and any other swimmer and any other athlete, this could happen to them. Any sports person in, 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 our, in our footy codes, this is the sort of thing that could happen to them just because um, they inadvertently – and don't even know how this substance. I completely believe, Shane. She does not know how this got in her system. Do you know what, Badge? Once upon a time, I just thought if you've got drugs in your system, you need to be given maximum sentence, whatever that sentence may be. But working on this as closely as what I have away from our show tonight uh, and each and every night, um, it now has transformed my my thinking around how this needs to um, how this needs to play out. Now, really, just quickly on the question about would have it made a difference? It wouldn't have made a difference. It was so minute what she had in her sample. Now, she got tested in – this is in 2019. She got tested in 26th of June 2019. That was the one that came back positive when she went to the World Champs a couple of weeks later. But before that leading into that, she was tested in March, April, and May. So a month before the final test, four times in three months she was tested. Why would you run the gauntlet and – take a performance-enhancing drug leading into the World Championships. And there were some really – That really, also takes a fair while to get into your system and you, you have to get a benefit from. And f- to get the benefit from it, you have to be on it for at least 8 to 12 weeks. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make we, sense at all. I'd love your opinion. Uh, listeners, one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. 42 Give us a call or you can text us on 0477-736-736. Can I just quickly say, she could have had the ban lifted by using what they call the intimate defence – which is my boyfriend plays registered hockey, which, which he does, and he uses it. And we had sex um, as I, and it entered my system that way. I then went out of the camp and I got tested and I came back positive. There have been so many precedents around the world where athletes have Use had their that. bands lifted. But, She's just said, well, that's I'm not, not going to allow my boyfriend mm. to miss out on competition hockey for four years and I'm not going to put the blame on him. So she could have taken the easy road yes, and she didn't. but that's not true yet. Okay, before we go to a break, uh, what's brewing for Four Pines Brewing Co., the official beer of Sports Day with Badge and Sats? Uh, Channel 7's 
SAS Australia, massive hit last year. It was huge. huge. It was yeah. very. It was one of the best reality TV shows I've ever seen. Now, there's rumours that the following celebrities are going to be in this year's show. Michael Clark, you'll be cheering him on sets. His ex, Kylie. Oh, really? <laughs> Ian Thorpe. Oh, that'd be good. Pete Evans. Pete Evans? Sam Burgess. I think Sammy might be there. He's looking fit. He's looking fit. Who would you like to see in SAS Australia? Give us a buzz. 0477-736-736. Snoring, waking up tired. Found a... Find out if you have sleep apnea. Book a home sleep test at Pharmacy Sleep Services. This is Sports Day for the all-new Kia Sorento. Back soon. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Short pass. Nick Arima and he's in for try number three. Alex Glenn. Yeah, we've got him on the line, Alex Glenn. He's one of the most reliable players in the NRL, and he's also the skipper of the Brisbane Broncos ahead of the big clash against the Parramatta Eels this weekend. Alex Glenn, thanks for joining us on Sports Day, mate. It's my pleasure, fellas. Thank you for having me on. No, you're always great to talk to um, off the field, and you're always giving with your time. But before we get into the rugby league stuff, I want to talk about some you know, things that are close to your heart. You've had a really big preseason, haven't you? Because you've got a new bub. Oakley, a boy who was born in January, and yep. and your boy Miller's first year of first year of prep school. Is that right? Yep, correct, correct. And he's absolutely loving it. Um, you know, it's one of those things when when they go to, I guess, big kids' school, and um, you, you always worry how how they're going to go because they're there five days a week, you know, six hours of the day, and he's actually thriving. He he loves it, absolutely loves it. I heard he's a little kook as well. Good. He's a little kook. He's a little surfer. And and we were talking to you just before. You're on your way. Is it is it Miller that's his first year of footy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm on my way to uh, Miller's first uh, training practice down at Burley Bears. So um, he's pumped. He's he's uh, the missus reckoned he he rock, woke up this morning, put his footy boots straight on, and wanted to go to training before he went to school. <laughs> so. <laughs> He's super pumped, man. He can't wait. So oh, I love it. They are, they are so much fun, aren't they, when your kids play footy to watch them run? Are you involved at all, Alex? Are you you're coaching, helping out or anything down there? Oh, I, I put my name down as a volunteer to help out where I could, but with our training schedules and that, um, I couldn't commit to the whole coaching thing. Um, but any, any, any time that I can give to the, the footy team, then I'm, I'm all for it. Sure, you got your hands full with the uh, leading the Brisbane Broncos. Congratulations, mate. Um, the side announced uh, this afternoon the first game in a couple of nights against Parramatta. Uh, how, how has the preparation been, given that it's completely different, I imagine, under Kevy Walters? Yeah, the preparation's been unreal. And, um, you know, Kevy, Kevy's really simplified everything. Um, you know, we've done all the hard work in the preseason, so this week it's, it's just manufacturing how we want to, you know, execute on the weekend. And you know, our big focus is our defence. Obviously, the team we're coming up against has put big numbers against us in the last, you know, two years. Mm. So, um, you know, we we really want to focus on our defence and, um, you know, locking down, um, you know, them defensively. And then we we're not worried about our attack. You know, we got so much strike force across our field that we know we can score points. So our biggest game and our focus has been our D this week. And, um, you know, it's our second day in preparation today. And we've, we've been training really well. So it's, 
good so far. It's always difficult when, you know, early in the year there's so many players to choose from and it's a tough one for coaches and, and for teammates alike. Um, Brody Croft got the nod over Tom Dearden. How, was, how did young Tom handle that being named on the extended bench, not making the 17? Yeah, Tom, the, the good thing about Tom, man, is he, he doesn't take things to heart. You know, when he didn't get a uh, name in the squad beside, he, he was, um, you know, obviously he was a little bit disappointed, but, you know, he got straight into the mode of, you know what, I'm just, I'm going to focus on a quality game himself, um, work on his fundamentals, because at the end of the day, he's still very young. He's still got a long career ahead of him, and he's very mature um, when it comes to footy. Um, you know, so like he just focused on um, training well against us this week, and he has been doing that. Um, and you know, Brody, Brody Croft got the first dibs, so it's a great competition. I, I think you know, in footy, you know, doesn't matter what position you want, you want that friendly competition to push you to try and be the better player. So um, you know, Tommy Dearden, he's he's just got on with the situation, um, you know, and I know you know he'll, he'll get an opportunity with us sometime this year. Hey Alex, you've sat back and you've been able to see a lot of good young back rowers come through the Brisbane Broncos and you've played against a lot of really good young back rowers as well. Now, not a lot of people would know much about your back row partner, Jordan Ricky. We saw him in the All-Stars match a couple of weeks ago, but give us a bit of an insight of Jordan Ricky and what we expect to see from him in 2021 when he gets thrown into the furnace. Yeah, Jordan Ricky, he's a player that I see with a big future. Um, you know, he's a very humble guy. He's from Christchurch, um, come over here to play rugby league. And, um, you know, he's just one of those players that you want in your team because when he comes to training, he's like a sponge that just wants to absorb and soak up everything um, from, you know, p- players and teammates around him. And he's always, he's always willing to learn. Um, he's not a player that comes into the team knowing that he or comes into a team thinking he knows everything. He's just like a sponge, and he's up constantly asking me questions, asking for feedback about how he trains, and that's what you want from your young fellas. Um, you know, and obviously you, everyone's seen uh, the talents that he produced in the All-Stars game. I thought he, he was um, outstanding, very consistent throughout the whole game, and, um, you know, it's just it's just going to set him up for, for a great year ahead, but... Um, but the most important thing I said to Ricky is just, you know, trying to be consistently great every single week. Um, that's the hardest part about being a professional athlete. Um, so, you know, I'm, I've got him under the wing. I'm going to be working close with him. And, um, you know, I look forward to, you know, what we can do on the field together. Now, one of the really good signings, off-season signings in the NRL, I think flew under the radar. And I think you guys got him, Alex. And I'm talking about John Asiata. Now, we want the bench to make a difference when they come on. Will we see the Broncos play a completely different style of footy when John Asiata comes on because of his skill level? Yeah, but the, the, it's very handy having Johnny on the, on the bench. Um, you know, he can cover all positions. And, you know, we, as, a, as a player like him, you know, he's like a, he's like a third back, um, you know, third halfback out there. So when he comes in, there'll be obviously a lot of playmaking coming from him. Um, and, you know, I think the way that we're going to start this game with Lodgy and Tavita up the front is that we, we just want to, you know, powerhouse through the middle, um, you know, get some field position, and then when Johnny comes on, that's when we'll look to start playing some shape off yeah. him uh, because his skill is so good. Um, but it's one of those things, like, we, we had one full 
um, trial game against the Cowboys last week. So it's going to take a couple of weeks, I reckon, to get um, you know our our patterns and you know our rotations right. Um, but you know having Johnny come on, a, a lot of our our shifting shapes and all that will definitely come from him. Now you haven't got Payne Haas, um, who most of the last year or two has been your best forward. You haven't got him for the first three weeks. That's yeah. going to be a that's going to be a challenge. Yeah, it's definitely it's it's a big loss for us. Uh, Pino's a huge strike force for our pack and um, the meters he he gains for us. So it's definitely a big big loss for us. Um, but in saying that, you know, I'm I'm very happy with the squad that we're putting out. You know, this Friday night, um, you know, a lot of a lot of players have um, you know got many games in them from last last season and um, learned some tough lessons about. You know what it's like to be a first grade player. Mm. Um, you know Thomas Flegler. You know, like I said, those two Matt Lodge and Tabita Pango leading up the front. Then you got Paddy Carrigan, who um, was one of our best last year as well. Um, you know I'm very comfortable with those three leading our pack um, to to kick off the season. But you know once we get Pano back into our squad, it's just going to add so much strike force. And for players like Jake Turpin to to run off him, it's going to be very very powerful. Yeah, no doubt at all. Now we said off the top, you named as captain again for the uh, for the Broncos. That was last week. What what do you think got you across the line? Were you were you mowing Kevy's lawns, getting him coffees? What what did you have to do to to get the nod to be the skipper of the club? Yeah, I just bought coffees every morning. <laughs> how does he have nah, it? I'm joking. Um, <laughs> how does he have it? Yeah. White extra shot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, damn fat. <laughs> no, nah, it was more so. Um, you know, I just, I guess, when he when he named me as captain and he was telling the boys, um, um, you know, I'm one of the pinnacles of when it comes to Brisbane Broncos play. You know, you consistently go out there and wear the jersey with pride. Um, you never let your teammates down, and I thought it was it was a very humbling. Um, you know, moment for myself when when you got your head coach, you know, uh, rattling off things about yourself, and yeah. you know, for me, it's just um, when I went into preseason, you know, and he said that he wants to have a good look at who's the leaders in our team. It was a great challenge for me. I never go into a situation expecting to be given a role or given a position or a jersey. I love to earn it. So it was a great challenge for me to, to prove my worth to Kevy. Even though we've worked together in 215, 216, um, you know, I just wanted to prove my worth. And, um, you know, I, I'm a person that likes to go out and lead through my actions. I don't like to talk too much talk. Um, I feel like you get a, a message across when you're leading from the front through your actions. And that's all I did this preseason was just trained hard, worked hard, mentored a lot of the younger boys, um, you know, through my experience. And, yeah, I was lucky enough to get the opportunity again, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah. You know, you moved to the, to the Gold Coast as a, as a teenager, Alex, and then soon, not long after that became a Brisbane Bronco. You've been there pretty much your whole life. And I know how much the, the jersey means to you. So when you haven't been getting the results that you're used to as a player, especially last year, and then seeing rugby league fans criticise the club heavily the way they have over the last 12 months. How much does that hurt you personally? Yeah, personally, it was, it was very tough. Um, I think the thing that, or the comment that hurt me the most was, um, you know, everyone was tossing around that we didn't care for the jersey. 
um, that that really hurt because we were out there training so hard every week, um, you know, to try and get the two points, and we were still coming up short, um, and it was very disappointing. And you know, when you when you when you're in a team that's got you know Brisbane City, we're one club city and um you know the media's in our face and when you lose you know what's ahead of you um coming up in that week and i guess the biggest challenge was just keeping our group tight and now four walls at the club we knew what we could do we knew the, the the strike force that we had in our team but things just weren't working out and obviously injury had a big toll we had many stars that were injured um for the majority of the year but it was still no excuse for what we were, we were tossing up. And, um, you know, the greatest thing since having Kevy back is he alluded that straight away. He said, I'm a winner. And if you're not willing to sacrifice for this team um, to, to be a winner and to get back to success, well, there's the door. And, if you know, like everyone just bought into his concept. And um, it's it's been brutal honesty right from the start. And I think it's been amazing. That's why... We started our preseason on the front foot, and you know I'm just excited for what's ahead for this year. Mm. Yeah, well, if, if the play, I mean, I saw a few games last year where you were up against it, and if the if you get the rest of the players giving as much as you were, Alex, you're you're onto a good thing, mate. So we know you're going to lead by example, and good luck, good luck on uh, on Friday night. Thanks, fellas. It's always a pleasure, mate, and I'm looking forward to a big 2021. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Red Energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas. And Kia's open season. On now with match-winning deals. Now on Sports Day, it's time for our hot topic. For expert car air conditioning service you can rely on, visit repcoservice.com. One of our hot topics has fallen flat, very flat tonight. Scotty Sattler, Gary Belcher here with you and the other, our top fours for the premier our mm. predictions for the uh, the premierships, uh, premiership sets. But Craig, is, um, he's kind of set us straight here, sets. Yeah, well, it's 0477-736-736. G'day, guys. Craig here. Got to be honest with you, you nearly lost me when you started the show talking about the Oprah Markle interview. <laughs> well, we these two nearly lost me also, Craig. Uh, I was me. about to drop your show, but by the time I went to the fridge and got a nail, you guys are talking footy again. So it's all good. Keep on keeping on, fellas. Thanks, Craig. Has Craig sent his top four he has insets? It. I don't think he has, has he? All right. Um, um, well, hit me up. Now, before the show starts, at the start of the show, you said you've you've got your top four. Mm. It's tricky because you're going to leave out some good sides. Well, Danger from Cairns, his top four on the text line is number one, Melbourne, second, South, third, Parramatta, Gold Coast, fourth. Gold Coast. Yeah. North I, South Gold Coast could be one of those teams no that will roosters. finish in the top four or in the bottom four. You just don't know. He's got no Roosters, no Raiders, no, no. It's uh It's tricky. But, you know, there, there could be a, uh, a smoky. We kind of, you know – kind of tend to go with teams that have been there uh, before. Yep. And I, I, I can't leave Melbourne out, even without Cameron Smith. I, I just can't I leave can. him out of the top four. I can. I've got Melbourne, Penrith, Rabbitohs and Raiders. But there you go. Rabbitohs uh, and Raiders. So that, say that again. No roots. Melbourne, Penrith, Rabbitohs, Raiders. So the really the difficult ones for me were the uh, the, the uh, Eels and the Roosters, who I yep. think will be thereabouts. Mm. Um, is it Steph from – no, Wendy from Young. 
Boys, I'm going my first upset, round one, South to beat the Storm, and my top four, South, Raiders, Storm, Roosters. South, Raiders, Storm, Roosters. Okay, so I'm I'm leaving the Storm the out of my four. I think they're finishing fifth. Uh, I've got uh, Parramatta finishing fourth. I've got Panthers third after the regular season. I've got Rabbits second, and my minor premiers are Canberra. The reason Melbourne Storm, and I know they've got the best coach in the game, both he and Bennett. Mm. I know they've got still got a really classy lineup. Losing the greatest player, arguably, that we've ever seen, leaves a massive hole in those clutch moments in games when he just holds his composure and knows when to pull the trigger. So mm. I think they're going to take a while before they get they get used to that. They've got to in the next three years they'll they'll be the big three again, which will be Harry Grant, Cameron Munster, and Ryan Pappenhausen. They continue mm. to keep unearthing these. These great trios. So, but I just think in the meantime, they're really going to struggle without that that guy that's been there for nineteen. Seasons, so maybe it hasn't. Seasons. Maybe it hasn't been Craig Bellamy that's got them to win these eighteen straight round one matches. Maybe it's Cameron well, Smith. Well, Cameron gets them to. The, sorry, Craig gets them to the starting line. Cameron takes yep. over from there when he's on the field. So, and they're not going to have that mm. unless Bellyache puts a jersey on and jumps in a dummy half and uses that old back of his and <laughs> bends over and. And uh, service from dummy half. But outside of that, of I think, uh, yeah, I think Canberra minor premiers, Rabbits, Panthers and Para. All righty. Uh, tell us what you think. one one three hundred forty two fifteen thirty three. 1533 Oh, the text is better tonight. 0477 You'll be blown away with car air conditioning service at Repco Authorised Service. Book at repcoservice.com. This is Sports Day for the Kia Sorento winner. Keep saying this. Winner of car sales, car of the year. We'll come back. Team list Tuesday. All the ins and outs. The, uh, well, the new players, how they gonna, are they going to be in your side? First round, we'll tell you soon. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Red Energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas. And Kia's Open Season. On now with match-winning deals. Welcome back to Sports Day with Sats and Badge. And don't forget to shop for authentic Aussie products. Choose Australian made. And it's Teamless Tuesday for the first yes. time in 2021. Of course, we start the season with an absolute blockbuster. I'm not going to say that phrase that everyone uses? Oh, it's an absolute cracker. Okay. It's an absolute blockbuster. <laughs> the Melbourne Storm up against the Rabbitohs, two of the Premiership favourites, and it's played at Amy Park in front of 50% of the crowds in Melbourne. That's uh, 15,000 people at Amy Park. And, of course, this is their first game in 18 months mm. in front of their fans. So um, it will pick apart the teams, the uh, the juicy matchups, and some of the uh, key positions that have been won by by different players. Now, I'll start off with the Storm and the Rabbitohs badge, if you don't mind. Um, as we said, Thursday night Go is the first it. game. And uh, with some of the positions, a lot of them work themselves out. But the players that are out for the Melbourne Storm, Harry Grant for the first four weeks, Dale Finucane for anywhere up to six to seven weeks, and Branko Lee is going to miss round one. So their new signing, Remus Smith, goes into the centres. George Jennings goes on to the wing. And um, the rest of the Melbourne Melbourne team looks pretty much the same as we see most weeks uh, without Cameron Smith, of course. The Rabbitohs, well, Josh Mansell, he won that uh, wing position. Uh, Alex Johnson, of course, is the other winger. 
Dane Gagai, Campbell Graham in the centres. Of course, Latrell Mitchell in his form in the preseason was was always going to be there and coming back from that, that bad hamstring injury. The Ford pack, again, is much the same. Of course, they signed Jai Arrow badge, didn't they, over the uh, preseason? Yep. He is in the side, but he's on the bench. Yeah, Jersey but that's number all right. 17. Being and, a bench player is not like 20 years ago when you yeah. might, might or might not get a run. It's always going to be interesting where he plays, but what dynamic, because you've mm. got two big front rows in Burgess and Totola. You've got uh, Kula Matangi coming off the bench. And you've got Cameron Murray in, in the locks position. So it was yeah. going to be interesting what role Joel yeah, going to play. In. Benji Marshall, jersey number 14 for the, the Bunnies. He's going to play that role pretty much the whole season, I think. Now, yeah. we spoke about it last night, Badge, and if you weren't listening, we spoke about Pappenhausen and Latrell Mitchell. Key matchup. For me, the other most obvious one is Cam Munster up against Cody Walker. Oh, yeah. There'll be some mm. huge ones there. Friday night, Knights and uh, Bulldogs get their season underway in Newcastle, uh, no Caelan uh, Ponga, uh, no Lachlan Fitzgibbon as well for mm. the Knights. Tex Hoy in the number one jersey. Suaso Sue, the, uh, one of the new faces, he's in jersey 14 for the Knights. And, geez, some, some good clashes. The Bulldogs, they've had a big turnover and they've got some good young players or some, some very good buys here. Corey Allen at fullback. Nick Kotrick has got uh, a spot in the centres. Uh, disappointed he left the Raiders. Kyle Flanagan at halfback for the, for the Bulldogs. Jack Hetherington. That's a good-looking side. Up front and Corey Waddell in the back mm. row. Yeah, oh, well, the big clash for me will be up front. Jack Hetherington, fiery. And Daniel Saifidi, didn't he play some good football last year? So up front in those uh, the forwards, I think we could some uh, have some fantastic hey, clashes. Badge, interesting for the, the Knights, jersey number 13, Connor Watson, who's usually that utility, really quick sort of dummy half, halfback. Mm. Obviously a bit of 5'8", does well. Yeah, obviously with the new rules. It's going to be all up-tempo about the Knights. Mm. Just having like a, a second hooker, Jaden Braley and Connor Watson just hovering around the play the ball. Yes. Yeah. What's happening in that late game on Friday? The Broncos hosting the Eels. Yeah, it's an interesting one. This one. We don't know what we're going to get from the Broncos, and many are thinking they will be bottom two again. I'm one of those. Um, and the Eels have always put big numbers up against the Broncos. Now, uh, with the Broncos, um, that, that number seven jersey, Brody Croft or Tom Dearden, has been won by Brody Croft, Anthony Milford, is playing, and uh, young Tessie New, very exciting young centre. Ford Packers without Payne Haas, of course, and that young Jordan Ricky, uh, who Alex Glenn spoke about, he's in the back row as well with, with Alex Glenn. And uh, with Parramatta, well, of course, there's no Michael Jennings. He's still out. Still yes. on the sidelines under that uh, the performance-enhancing drug samples that, that came back positive. But Tom Opachik is their off-season buy. He moves the centre position. Really impressive side when you look at it on paper. And Isaiah Papali'i is their New Zealand Warriors uh, signing. He's onto the bench. Again, talk about matchups. It's For me, it's the front rows. Tavita Pangai Jr., Matty Lodge up against Regan Campbell-Gillard, Jr. Paulo. Mm. Okay, Warriors and Titans uh, kick off a Saturday uh, footy, 3 o'clock uh, on the Central Coast. Warriors, um, Ewan Aitken comes into the side, Adam Fanua Blake, Wade Egan, Bailey Sirinan. Uh, I think that, that will really help their uh, their chances. They bought pretty well there. And, of course, it's Roger Tuavasa's checks, checks last season. Uh, his clash with um, Alexander Brimson. Yeah. That'll be outstanding. Mm. And and on the other side of the, the ledger, Patrick Herbert left the Warriors. He's up against his old side straight up in the centres. He's a good player. I'm surprised that Very uh, good player. he was allowed to go. And, of course, they've got uh, David Fafita and uh, Fasua Malaawi in the uh, 12 and 13 jerseys for the Titans. A couple of surprises. Herman Essie has missed out, and so has young Sam McIntyre. Yeah. They're, they're signing from 
the Tigers. So that shows how much depth mm. the Titans have got. That should be a great game. But the, the clash of the fullbacks, the clash of the uh, the number 10s, Jermaine to Noah Brown, what a year he had for the Warriors last year and big Mo Fodawaika up front. Yeah, yeah. now the uh, 4.30 game is at the SCG, the Roosters up against the Sea Eagles. Now uh, the Roosters, the big question was, who's going to partner Luke Keery in the halves? Who's going to wear jersey number seven? Roosters fans, Luke Keery's going to wear jersey number seven. Lockie Lamb, jersey number six. Yeah. Sam Walker on the extended bench. And again, it's the usual suspects. But uh, Jerry Hargraves, and I'm not sure whether he's returning from injury or that it's wanted youth, with Lindsay Collins is starting in the front row with Takiaho and um, JWH is on the bench. And with Manly, well, Dylan Walker's in place of uh, Tommy Trebojevic. Oh, Dylan Walker's going to start at fullback. Fullback, yep. Okay, good stuff. Righto, mm. Panthers and... Uh, Cowboys next up, uh, the late game on Saturday night. Momorowski comes in for the Panthers. Matt Eisenhuth on the bench there. Pretty much the same side they had uh, late last year. And the Cowboys, Drinkwater. Scott Drinkwater's got the fullback jersey. Valentine Holmes, their big signing last year, is starting the season on the wing. Mm. Tigers fans, what do you think about Mo Zumbai being, being named at jersey number six as well? Give us a call. Or text on zero four double seven seven three six seven three six, and the first game on Sunday is the Dra- oh no, is the, the Raiders and the Tigers. Raiders and the Tigers, I should say. And that Mozumbai jersey is the one that everyone was wondering who was going to play in that number six jersey. Well, he's won that, and uh, of course James Roberts, BJ Lalua, possible, possibly one of the most dangerous, potentially one of the most dangerous centre pairings in the competition on their day. Yeah, and James Tamo and Joe Offen and Gow, they'll open up. The game in the front row, two of their off-season signings. For the Canberra Raiders, well, Josh Hodgson's back. Um, again, uh, with Bateman missing and going back to England, Hudson Young has won that jersey, number 11. And after three reconstructions to his knee, Ryan James' jersey's number 17. Good on him. Uh, and the last game, Dragons and Sharks from uh, Netstrata. Jubilee. Dragon Jack Bird comes into the Dragons' uh, centre position. Adam Clunes won the 5-8 spot at... Andrew McCulloch named in uh, at hooker, of course. Big signing. Farmer Sully uh, on the bench. For the Sharks, not much change at all no, from no. last year. Aidan Tolman onto the bench for them. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, going to be interesting. They have to wait until Sunday night, 6.15, before they get their first round of the competition, the Dragons mm-hmm. and the Sharks. Okay, shop for authentic Aussie products. The Australian-made kangaroo certification is the logo the Nation Trust. Good stuff, Sats. We're going to do that every Tuesday when we get the teams out. This is Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento has just been crowned Car Sales Car of the Year. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping Badge and Sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Welcome to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Two footy legends covering all things sport for Kia's open season. On now with match-winning deals and Red Energy. For 100% Australian electricity and gas. Yes, and aren't we excited as we edge closer to the start of the NRL season? Uh, AFL only a couple of weeks away, of course. But uh, welcome to the show, Scotty Sattler. We've got some, we're continuing our pre-season uh, previews of uh, the NRL clubs. Parramatta? Yes. Tonight? The Mighty Eels. Well, they finished third. 
Third after regular season? Were they third? Yeah, I think they were. Mm. They were. Um, yep. That's right. So Seems a long time ago, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, they're going to kick it off uh, their season on Friday night against the Broncos, and that will be a, uh, a huge game. Um, Steve Murphy, their assistant coach, is actually going to join us as well, Sats. Uh, and we do welcome your calls or text. McDonald Jones, Holmes, talkback number. We'll get, send us a text as well. Uh, 0477-736-736. Make every moment extraordinary with McDonald Jones. Who do you have in your top four this year? Scott Sattler, you've given me yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are they again? Canberra Raiders, minor premiers. That'll do us. The Rabbits second. The Panthers third after the regular season. Parramatta squeeze into the fourth mm. ahead of Melbourne. You know, and everyone, people seem to, I didn't even say give me the in, in order. I've just gone, here's my four mm. in some order. So mine's Melbourne, Penrith, Souths, and Canberra. Yep. But I've had to leave out the Parramatta Reels mm. and the Roosters and many other clubs, of course. We, we did get a text earlier on that uh, they think the Titans are going to squeeze into yeah. the top four without a ball being kicked in anger. So that's uh, pretty confident. That, that, that Given the fact they finished with five straight wins last year well, and they've really added strength to their squad, I can understand why. They've got the highest amount of expectation yeah. Coming into this season, I, I think. I think to finish in the top eight, not in the top four. Mm. I don't think there's a, you know, but I think people would generally be disappointed if they don't, if they're not thereabouts in the top eight. Yeah, with the Titans with mine, I mean, I think they look like a tremendous team and the teams came out today, as they always do every Tuesday. On paper, they look like a tremendous side, but they still lack that that real group of leadership, those hardcore leaders. Mm. The Titans, for me, they could be a team that could surprise everyone and finish in the top four, or it could just unravel throughout the season. Think maybe there's a lot of immaturity and, and finish in the bottom four. Well, you just don't know. having to let Ryan James go after a terrible run with injuries. He's at the Raiders. He's actually been named in, mm. their, in their team. But having to let him go, that's a, that's a very senior player. That's a leader there, right there, isn't it? So... Uh, that might hurt them, but Jamal Fogarty and uh, Kevin Proctor are co-captains. Jamal Fogarty this time last year was starting off in the Intrust Super yeah. Cup. But it doesn't mean he's not a leader. And obviously he's no, got true. something going for him and Justin Holbrook senses something there. And I think that, that helps a lot take that, that pressure off Ash Taylor. I, I just hope he can Ash Taylor can just play with some, you know, free and easy and not have to worry about steering the team around because not, it's not his game. I think doesn't the team like that is going to make everyone look over their shoulder this year is the West Tigers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think their signings have been quite astute. Uh, I think they've got some really good leadership. Where I just think too many new faces to be able to gel in a hurry. That's going to take a while. So the Titans the same? Like key players, a lot of new faces? In the forwards? Herbert, McIntyre, Fafida, uh, Fasulmalo, SES, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right, what do you think? Uh Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Start twenty twenty one was something extraordinary. Well, that's what sixteen clubs are planning to do this weekend. McDonald Jones sixty thousand dollar cash discount is on now. Now, hi guys. The Knights have got one of the best front rows in the comp. So when we talk about top four, top eight, Sporty Gav says that I'm confident they can have a great season. I tend to agree with him. Dave Clemmer, Dan Sofidi, then you got Jacob Sofidi who came really good last yeah. year. Jaden Braley back from. His knee reconstruction as well. They've got some good depth in the front row as well. I, I, mean, I think a, a Newcastle side that can't fit Lachlan Fitzgibbon into their 17 means that they're is really he healthy. Yeah, I, I don't think he is. I think he's just Unavailable. missed out. Oh. Yeah. I was talking to a representative from their club, and they even said that Lockie Fitzgibbon may miss out in their 17 Gee. for round one. So that means the club is healthy. Mm, yeah. It certainly is. Righto, let's do this.
Time for a Sports Day Sports Update. Hybrid flooring dropped to under $30 at National Tiles. Got to check that out, National Tiles. Outstanding stuff. Uh, yeah, tell me about the, the, uh, the Newcastle Knights. Mitchell Pearce has agreed to an extra year. So yeah. this was going to be his last season. Well, it is contractually, but he's agreed to go around again in 2022 for somewhat of a, uh, a pay cut, a haircut. Well, we have a lot of Newcastle fans, don't we? Yes. I, I want to get your opinion on the Newcastle Knights signing Mitch Pearce again. Zero four double seven seven three six seven three six. Do you agree with the extension to the end of 2022? Uh, what is he, 31 years of age? I think he is. Around that. Now, he lost a lot of support from some corners of that club and the playing group. Uh, from his actions over the over the off season and pre season, uh, f- this says to me that he has been able to have some pretty honest discussions with some some of his teammates, or most mm. of his teammates, or all of his teammates. He's obviously apologised for his actions. Um, he's hurt a lot of people, or some people, some quarters. This says to me that he's able to get some respect back through that process, mm. because if they felt as though that this was going to be uh, this was going to be a player that was going to fracture the club. With Adam O'Brien so early in his coaching career as a, as a head coach, I don't think they would have offered him a even at reportedly two three hundred thousand dollars less. How, I mean, how seriously? How is he going to survive at only six hundred thousand dollars a year? <laughs> yeah, you're right. So yeah, this this be a reading, caravan parked outside training. Yeah, exactly. This reading between the lines says to me that yeah, he's. He's done a lot of soul searching and mm. won the support of his teammates back. Good stuff, but you're right. What do, what do you think, Newcastle fans? Let us know. Hey, um, now last night on NRL 360, Cooper Cronk, Phil Rothfield went toe to toe. A bit of bit of conflict. It was it's all around Cooper Cronk having uh, dual roles or similar roles with the Melbourne Storm, mentoring their halves and working with the halves at the Roosters. Have a listen. Question my integrity, but by the fact mate. that you know I wasn't, you won't. You question my no, integrity, my ability to, you know, not blur the lines, and I can prove to you right I now that I haven't blurred the lines your... once. And I know that my relationships with both clubs are very strong. If I want to have a seat here at Fox League or continue to have one in the game, I need to play the respect game. You stay in your lane. When you're in the Roosters, you're a rooster. When you're playing, helping out at Melbourne Storm for the five minutes that you do, you, you play that role. There's, there's no doubt that um, when you're performing and helping a team, it's the team's journey. It's not my journey. I've had my day in the sun. Mm. It's time for someone else to go and fight for a trophy and get their own memories. What I'm saying is you're in exactly the same position as me. I'm paid to have an opinion. Again, I insist I didn't uh, attack your integrity. I quoted Trent Robinson in my column today saying that he's okay by the arrangement. I went to everyone, your manager, to Storm, the CEO, and that's what I did. What I found interesting is that the NRL 360 show, which I love, mind you, the first show of the season into a, a new season, and we spent 20 min- minutes on this. <laughs> well, no one's played a game yet, Sats. So yeah, I know. You, you, you got so much you build talk up. what the topic is. So much is. build up leading into this weekend and mm. this week's first game on Thursday night. But in saying that, listen, I'm a big fan of Buzz Rothfields. I am. Yep. I, I, I like him as a as a as a as a human being as all as well. He's got a lot of his detractors and I've got my reasons why I like him and I like Cooper Cronk and his angle on the game as well. I think questioning Cooper Cronk's integrity around whether he can uh, juggle both jobs, it's a case-by-case scenario. But, but, did he, but did he question it? And that's what, that's what 
Phil Roth was saying. He said, I didn't question. I just well, threw the, it all out there. I th- yeah, well, I think throwing it out there is questioning whether a person, any person can juggle those roles and, and have that air of confidentiality. People about thought them. about it straight away, I think. It's the first they? thing you think of. But the, the Roosters knew about it. The Storm knew. But you know what was, what was interesting? Did you hear in Cooper's response there that he said, when I'm working with the Roosters, I'm, I'm, I'm a rooster. When I'm working with the Melbourne Storm, albeit for five minutes, because mm. he's with the Melbourne Storm. He's he, basically saying, I wasn't there long. I'm he, only there for a little bit. I'm not there very often at all. Don't make a Well, his role at Melbourne is a corporate ambassador. Yeah. So he goes in there for corporate roles, and they ask him to come and have a chat to Cam Munster, Jerome Hughes. He's saying, I've only worked with him a couple of times in the last two years, whether mm. it's via Zoom, phone call, whatever it may be. As you said, and a lot more Trent Robinson was fine with it. Yep. He's open about it. Nick Politis knows what's going on. Craig Bellamy knows what's going on. Frank Panisi knows what's going on. And they're the people that And matter. you know what? Cooper Cronk would not go down from the Roosters to Melbourne and say, this is what Trent Robbins talking oh, about. And he would not. not go back to Trent Robbins and say, this is what that, the Melbourne Storm are focusing right. so, on. And that's the only argument that's got to be thrown I don't out. think there's any implications that that's, uh, that's going to happen. Hey, Play um, on. And uh, for Steve from Newcastle, uh, love your text. Can't wait. For when the Storm play the Roosters for the Cooper Cronk Cup. Mm. Beautiful. Round six it'll be, Stephen. I'm not sure it'll be called that. <laughs> Might but have started something there. That's, uh, that's very, very good. Hey, um, South Sydney. Just quickly, Badge. Sorry. Um, Brian from Newcastle. Thank you very much. Uh, hey, boys. Fitzgibbon will miss the first four weeks due to a shoulder surgery he recently got done. I knew he had something mm. wrong. Yeah. I, I don't know how that you could keep him out of your side. What a gun player. I, I did hear that he was, he was struggling to... Get a role in that, yeah. that first 13. Because he's got a bung shoulder. No, before that. Sats, a yep. T-shirt bearing this. South Sydney 60, Roosters 8. Or Rabbitohs 60, Roosters 8. Would you wear one? Oh, if you're Woogie, a South look fan. Look at Woogie shaking his would head. Would you wear now, one, Woogie? You're a South fan. That, yeah. that, now, that was the score in the round 20 match last year, the last game before the finals, of course, when South – that was the Alex Johnston five tries. and. Mm. Apparently, as part of the whole feud between them, and uh, they've they've poached Joseph Suwali from underneath their noses, and um, it, it'll never end. This is great. I think it's very healthy, isn't it? The the the, the book of feuds. Russell Crowe is a maybe. I think they're saying Russell Crowe's arranging T-shirts with this on it. I was sitting in. Uh, I went and saw my dad. What's today? Tuesday. I went and saw him Sunday, and on his desk where he sits in his little room is a little tiny pocket version of the book of feuds. Oh, is it? And I actually picked it up and I was just reading through it, showing my wife and explained to her, she knows nothing about rugby league. I explained to her what the book of feuds is all about and, and how it first got sold to the players as a huge, big leather bound book. And he, he blew the dust off it before they played the roosters in round one and told this history around South Sydney and the roosters and, and why Your there's so much had, animosity. Your dad had feature a bit? Yeah, quite a bit. A lot about around when Ron, they got Ronnie Coote. It was one of the first. Ronnie Coote, Elwyn Walters, and, and yeah. Co. left to go to the seventies to the Roosters in the early seventies. Mm. Tough times. Alrighty, uh, easy click to get the DIY hybrid flooring priced drop price dropped to under thirty dollars every day only at National Toss. That's um, you got another text there. No, we've got a we've got a uh, a caller on the line, Craig, who wants to talk about Cam Smith. I think Craig, you you're there, Craig? Yes, I certainly am, Mark. Can we please stop all this nonsense about Cameron Smith? Didn't you see Brent Reid, page 31 of the Weekend Australian last Saturday? He's hung up the boots and he's also got a piece in there today about the unveiling of his statue down there tomorrow. I'll say, uh, like, he hasn't been training. i say, as Billy, as Billy Slater said, i say, <laughs> unbelievable. i say, uh, 
like, I know how high boys do. Do, do you think he's retired? I actually, he's the most loyal bloke in the, in the, in the world. I say he'd never play against the Melbourne Storm. No, but Craig, do you find it perplexing that he hasn't announced whether he's retiring or playing on? He doesn't have to. I say yeah, he, I agree. The, the game made him. The game made him nothing. I say. I said, you know, he's 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 the greatest rugby league player I've ever seen. I say, and uh, you know, he, uh, he's a future immortal. I say, I just uh, I can't believe so many intelligent, so-called intelligent people. Uh, say, for God's sake, he hasn't been, he, he got to do a pre-season training. Mm. I don't yeah. think he'd need much, though, to get fit. No, as Frank Panisi said last night in our interview with him, he said he didn't usually start until the mid to end of January. But I tend to agree with you, Craig. I don't think he deserves to give everyone a, a press conference. I don't think he will do a if, retirement press conference. If this mob you're a bit connected to, the Brisbane Bombers got the nod for next year and Cameron Smith said, I'm available, would you sign him? Mm, no. Really? No. Gee. Yeah. That'll be a headline tomorrow. <laughs> Good on you, Craig. Hey, thank you very much, mate. Um, really appreciate uh, your call. This is Sports Day for the Kia Sorento, winner of car sales, car of the year, and Red Energy, 100% Australian electricity and gas switch today. The number is 131 806. Steve Murphy, the assistant coach of the Parramatta Reel, is going to join us next. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. This is Sports Day with badge and sats. For red energy. For 100% Australian electricity and gas. And Kia's open season. On now with match winning deals. You're welcome back to Sports Day with badge and sats. And coming up... uh... After this segment, we're looking at the Parramatta Eels and how we think they're going to track for 2021. But before we do that, we're going to go inside the inner sanctum of the Parramatta Eels, talk to their assistant coach, Steve Murphy. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day, Steve. Pleasure, Sats. So, I mean, the most obvious question to every coach uh, in the week of uh, the round one, how is your team tracking? Are you happy, both yourself and Brad Arthur, where the team are at? Yeah, I mean, as happy as you can be. Um, we had two probably really good trials. Got an opportunity to play a lot of the kids against St George, which was great. You know, they had a, a decent win there. And then a, a really tough, what I thought was a high-quality game against Penrith. So I thought Penrith played really, really well. And for about 65 minutes, there was nothing in the game. And they sort of got away from us late. So, yeah, we're, we're pretty happy with where we are at the moment. But it all starts, the proper stuff starts now. Yeah, you can get a false sense of security, can't you, until you get into those first 10 or 15 minutes of round one. When you talk about those trials, Steve, what do you look for as a coach? Not so much the result, but individually from players and from those those special positions. What do you look for as a coaching crew? Oh, well, you, you're looking at um, not just individuals, but to see all the, all the all your systems you've put in place, you know, defensively and to see if to see if they're all actioning that and they're all working together, you know they've got that trust, that connection. So um, we thought they worked for each other pretty well in those two games, which was good. Um, and individually, you know, they got some minutes. You know, it looks like the rules are going to make this. You know, our ball in play time was huge against Penrith. Like I think it was thirty three of the first forty minutes was ball in play. So that was wow. that was massive compared to yeah, compared to some of the games last year. So. Uh, the new rules will make it interesting. Some of their execution and attack wasn't great. So we, we um, yeah, well, I'm really interested to see how the rules affect a lot of the teams. So mm. 
we'll be one of them, I guess. Uh, yeah, everyone's in the same boat, Steve. Now, they say in, in, in sport, um, if you're not improving, you're going backwards. What, what, what was been, what's been identified from 2020 that needs to be better at the Parramatta Reels if you're going to go that step or two further? Oh, mate, that's a very good question. I'd say that we've become a team that's probably tough to beat, but we've, we're have we a team that can go on runs of 18, 24 points, but teams can, can score those against us too, and I think that's probably where we've got to improve the most. We've got to hold our nerve a little bit better and stay calm in those big moments and just ice those moments probably better. You know, we let teams off the hook, like South at 18, 8 at half time, like, we should be going on and winning that game in the semi-final instead of giving up tries. And mm. you know, we seem to put tries in clumps, and I think that's something we've got to get better at as a group. Melbourne did the same. We led Melbourne twelve nil after twenty minutes and made a mistake, and then they scored the next twenty-four points unanswered or something like that. So that's what we've identified as something we've got to get better at. So you're saying that's not physical; that's more mental, Steve. Have you identified? Oh, have you identified a period of the game? whether it's a period in the first half or second half where the team just seems to fall asleep? Um, I think, you know, this would be just me talking out loud, but I, I guess from my perspective, it, it's probably we start games notoriously pretty well. Like, you know, traditionally we're a fast starting team. Um, I think that's been fairly consistent. And then sort of when we start making a few interchanges and we go to our bench, I think we've... Sometimes lost our momentum there. And then, um, so yeah, I'd say, you know, the bench should be an area that probably needs to improve a bit. Hence, Keegan Hipgrave and Isaiah Papali are getting named. Uh, a couple of newcomers to the club. Have they impressed? Yeah. Impressed? Yeah, uh, obviously, they have, obviously yeah. they've impressed enough to make the squad. Yeah, Keegan's, Keegan's um, raw and got that, a real energy to his game, a real effort-based player, and... Puffer Lee, he's been very impressive. Like we've been pretty, pretty excited by him, um, just in terms of his work rate and effort. Um, so yeah, we're hopeful that a little bit of luck we won't um, we won't lose much there when we go to our bench and say the, the juniors and the when the Reggies need a spell. Mm. Did you did you and Brad Arthur and, and, the, and the other coaches have enough time with the, the as they say the shortest preseason ever, given the late finish to uh, the COVID hit 2020. Did you have enough time to get through everything you normally would in the, in the pre-season? Yeah, oh, mate, I think, I think so. I, I really think so. I, I was just looking at our schedules there and I write most of them up. So, look, we've had a good 12, 12 weeks, three months of training. That's yeah, that's more than enough, I think, now. Um, maybe we, maybe we could playing. maybe you start rethinking how, how long we have players for pre-season. Maybe well, that is enough every I, year. I, I personally think it is. The ones that need more than that are obviously the um, the young kids that are coming to you from flag and, and ball and that. They're the ones that really need the extra time. Whereas those guys that have, you know, 100, 150 gamers and that, they don't need massive long pre-seasons, I don't believe. Yeah, mm. true. But Not a lot of rest. I'm a bit of a dinosaur myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, a brutal old game now. A young player that I think we're all impressed with, Steve, and he's still finding his way through first grade, but Dylan Brown with another full season, well, with a full season under his belt, have you noticed a sense of maturity in his game through the preseason? Yeah, he's he's keen to learn. He's a real calm, composed kid. That's what I really like about him. He's, he, nothing much phases him. So we've just got to... The hardest thing with him is probably keeping him engaged in the game for 80 minutes, you know, like mm. keeping him 
stop him from getting bored, these young blokes. They sometimes can disappear on you. Mm. But he's a he's a good kid. You know, Joey's been working pretty hard with him and Mitch. And, um, you know, I'm sure the future's, the future's bright for Dylan. And uh, if he can continue to work as hard as he has been. Mm. Now, your opener on uh, Friday night in Brisbane at Suncorp Stadium, is it... Is it going to be difficult to convince the players deep down that this Brisbane side will, will be better than they, they've been against you guys in the last couple of years? No, I don't think so. Badge, I think, you know, it's the NRL. So you're going to... Every game's hard to win. It's hard to win one game in the NRL. We know, well, Satsy will tell you from the Titans days early on, it was, you know, it's hard to win games. Mm. And it's hard to win a game at any time at this level. So, look, they're going to have a crowd there to start with. I think that's going to help them. Mm. Um, and they'll obviously be focused on their start. So once they start, if they start well, and then, you know, their confidence grows, like any team, got a lot of good, young, enthusiastic players there. So we'll have to we'll have to let them know that we're there to play, that's for sure. Otherwise, uh, we could be in for a long night. Yeah, passionate coach too in, in Kevy Walters. Now, Steve Murphy, you are one of rugby league's greatest nerds, okay? <laughs> and I mean that with I all... I'm not sure that's... Okay. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, sure I'm in with that, the but utmost yeah, okay. respect because Is that I, a rap set? So you've been... it's a rap because I just know how much he lives and breathes the game and wants to make everyone better, and he's a tremendous guy. Now, I can just imagine Joey Johns arriving at training, and Steve Murphy just just hanging off the fringes and listening to the messages that he sends. Is it fascinating the messages that he gives your halves? Yeah, it is. He's just so he's just um, well, he's done it all. Sats like mm. a bit like yourself. Scoring tries in grand finals and cover tackles and things like that. Like, so, you know, you've won big games. He's won big games. He's won Origin games. He's won Australian games. So, look, that's something I've certainly never done. So, look, I love listening to him. He puts things really clearly and speaks very calmly and, you know, matter of fact about what he wants them to do and and the boys uh, the boys respond. So, like, I, yeah, I've enjoyed it, mate. I've, you know me. I, I, I enjoy listening to anyone that's passionate about the game like we all are. The, the Eels have got such a proud history, and we all know it's been a long, long time since they won a comp. Do, do many of the old yeah. legends come back? Uh, you see them around the club much at all, around training? Um, yeah, you see, Sterlow often comes into the sheds a bit and talks to Brad and a few of the boys. Um, uh, big Peter Wynn is around. He's come and spoken to the group before. Brett Kenny's spoken to the group before. So, like, mm. the boys are around. Steve Edge is a wonderful fellow. Like, they've all... As you said, it's a proud club with a proud history, and you know we're we're desperate as anyone for for the team to have success. And we've been close, we've tasted it, but we just can't get to the you know the the very big game. Mm. That's what we're after. We want to play the big show. Yeah. Well, we're going to uh, dissect the the Parramatta Eels in the very next segment, Steve. And I know you'd be nervous, like like every other coach, and as a fan as well, watching your team run out against the Brisbane Broncos this weekend. Hey, listen, thanks for taking out your time to uh, join us on Sports Day here tonight. Pleasure, Satsy. Pleasure, Badge. On Sports Day, time to get an odds update. Bet Deluxe. Serious betting for serious punters. Gamble responsibly. Uh, Paul Sebastiani, uh, welcome to Sports Day. What are we? Two more sleeps until the NRL kicks off, and what a blockbuster the Storm taking on the Rabbitohs in front of about 15,000 at Amy Park. 
Yeah, it's a very exciting time for Sports Day in betdeluxe.com.au. The money with the Rabbitohs at the moment, Jason. $2 into $1.95. Storm just getting out now. $1.80 out to $1.85. The line set at two and a half there. And then we've got the Newcastle Knights and the Bulldogs going head-to-head on Friday night. Dollar fifty-four for the Knights. Now, there's a little bit of money around for the Bulldogs. Uh, injury to the Newcastle Knights fullback. It means the Bulldogs have just firmed a little bit. The line set at five and a half as well. Eels favoured at a dollar thirty-three to defeat the Broncos there on Friday night, who were the three dollar thirty outsiders. And then the Warriors as well. Uh, they're two dollar thirty outsiders. The money with them to defeat the Gold Coast Titans, who are the dollar sixty-one favourites. And then the Roosters and the Sea Eagles round out the games there on Saturday afternoon. Roosters a dollar thirty-two at Bet Deluxe. And the Sea Eagles $3.40. Those are the, all the early NRL games, Jase. All right, let's look at Super Rugby AU. The Waratahs get a buy this week, mate. Is there a market around the Waratahs <laughs> beaten by 50 plus by the buy? Name me one, Jace. Maybe may, may, maybe fifty the way they're going at the moment. Oh, that's incredible. <laughs> I've given up. I've stopped watching. <laughs> yeah, not not great viewing, but no. well, we've got we've got the Western Force and the Melbourne Rebels. That that should be an entertaining game. The Rebels are dollar sixty three, Force two dollars and twenty seven cents. Crusaders last year's uh, the reigning champions dollar twelve to defeat the Chiefs, who were six twenty, and the Brumbies a dollar fifty four favourites to defeat the Reds, who were the two dollar and forty seven cent outsiders in that one, Jace. Okay, and let's look at some racing for tomorrow. Indeed we do, yeah. We've got racing from Randwick, Kensington. Now, there is a horse going around that we've had good money for towards the latter stage of the program, and that horse is called Brooks Buyer. It's trained by Chris Waller. It's about a $2.30 chance. It's running around in race seven at Canterbury. Uh, it's, uh, it, it ran well to a horse called Harmony Rose, who ran well in the Randwick Guineas. Ran third to wit, $2.35 chance. James McDonald and Chris Waller combined. Very, very hard to beat. All the money's been with it tomorrow at Randwick. All righty, mate. That's uh, a lot of stuff there. Bet Deluxe, the new home for online punting. Betdeluxe.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Paul, till we do it again tomorrow. No worries. Looking forward to a big week, Jase. All the best. You're listening to Sports Day. Have your say by dropping badge and sats a text. 0477 736 736. That's 0477 736 736. This is Sports Day. We'll be right back. Talking a bit of Parramatta tonight, of course. Uh, Badge and Sats here with you. Gee, I'm not good with that. Turn the microphone on. I've got to turn it back off again. Um, Satsy, yeah, after talking with uh, Steve Murphy, the assistant coach, uh, we're going to continue on and preview, and it just happens to be their turn tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Third place last year, so we've only got a couple to go. 15 wins, five losses. Looked so promising at times, but, of course, didn't make it through all the way to the uh, the GF. Um How's the side looking? I know we just spoke to Steve a bit about it, but um, they've they've lost. They haven't lost. Uh, they've lost a few players. No one of great significance. You, you might argue with me, Scott Sattler. Daniel Alvaro, uh, Penny Terrapo has re- retired. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel Alvaro has gone to the Dragons. Joy Field. I thought he had a big future. He's gone to Wigan. Uh, Kane Evans gone to the uh, Warriors and Stefano Otakamanu. West Tigers, the big young giant. He'd already signed with uh, the Tigers before the season kicked off I, last year. I think you're right. I, I don't think they've uh, had a lot of losses that are going to, to really affect them because they've got, they've got good depth, really mm. good young forwards coming through. They always have the uh, the Paramount Eels. I thought Steve Murphy really summed it up right. And I, I liked his brutal honesty where he said, there are moments in the game where we just phase out and we've got to learn to 
to win those little moments. And I always found with the Parramatta Eels, it's about the 60-minute mark, 65th-minute mark. For about a period of about seven or eight minutes, they lose their way and another team is able to – and if, you, if you're able to stay within a, a try of them, because they can score points from anywhere, Parramatta, but if you can stay within a try of them and put some pressure on them, some subtle pressure – in that 60-minute period, I feel as though that you can mm. you can get some ascendancy back. So You yeah, alluded to that. That's yeah. their battle. That's their battle that they've got to get well, across. Dylan Brown, a year older. Reed Marnie, Good a point. year older. Yeah. Um, and even Mitchell Moses mm. just um, seems to keep improving. There wasn't too much – well, I think he had a very good year last year. There wasn't too much pressure on him to be, you know, better than he was. I think he, he, um, he did, he did his, his best – you know, you look at their Ford Pack badge, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Reid Marnie, Junior Paulo, Sean Lane, Ryan Madison, Nathan Brown. That's a that's a pretty impressive starting six, isn't it? Reid Marnie, there are some concerns around the amount of defence that he does. I mean, he makes 60 tackles a week, and that's a reason why he makes 60 tackles, tackles a week. Because he gets targeted. Cause Absolutely. So there is a concern about whether they're getting enough punch out of dummy half when they've got the ball in hand from Reed Marnie. So I can't believe players don't run at Junior Paul anymore. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't fight him either. Uh, they've got um, Bryce Cartwright, Keegan, Keegan Hipgrave and, uh, and Isaiah Papali. I think Papali, in, in I think Papali he's a really good signing. Yeah. When it comes to your depth, I think he would probably start at most other NRL clubs, Isaiah mm. Papali. He is, he's that impressive as a young back rower. Rightio. Um, anyone in particular we should be looking at? Any young... Stars coming through. Yeah, there is. There's a um, there's a forward that plays at the club, and his name is Sam Hughes. Mm. Yeah, front rower, 111 kilos. He was New South Wales 16s, 18s player, and um, like I said, a front rower. He's he's got a big future in the game, and like I said, Parramatta have always. I think they've always really. Um, you, you think he'll get, make his debut this year? I think he will. Mm. I think we'll know a little bit more about Sam Hughes towards the end of the year and. Um, they've always they've always been able to harvest those really good front rowers. Mm. Mm. Right, up. well, I haven't got them in my top four, but gee, they're about. Oh, I have. I've got uh, them fourth. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, it's a tough one. You just can't have everyone, can you? No. But I've got Melbourne, Penrith, South, and Raiders, and followed closely on their heels by the Parramatta Reels and the Roosters. Badge, do you think losing Michael Jennings is a huge loss to them? Well, I wouldn't say so. I think they can they can cover him. Cover him. Yep. Pretty well. And we're not sure what his future is mm. in the game after those uh, those charges. Uh, that's our predictions. Uh, the Parramatta Reels preview for Red Energy, 100% Australian electricity and gas switch today. Call 131806. Now, just uh, back to the text line. Hi, guys. Just wondering who was the new Panthers attacking coach this year. G-Man at Burley. I uh, sent a message to Cameron Seraldo, their assistant coach, and he said... Um, Andrew Webster, who is uh, from the Tigers, but he's the brother of former Eels and Tigers player, James Webster. He's a, little... a journalist. Yeah, he's a different guy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so, yeah, coach as well. Yeah. Mm. All right, and we've got another one here. Hey, guys, uh, Ree Cooper Cronk, is it any different to Joey Johns freelancing to different clubs on his role as a half coach? No, it's not. And Joey has said, uh, difficult. Mm. Difficult to manage a couple of clubs. I don't think, by well, the sounds of it, that Cooper's doing too much work at the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, Cooper is part of the More football the department. Roosters. He's part of their preparation. At the Roosters. At the Roosters. Yes. So where Joey just sort of, he drifts in and out of the clubs that he consults to and works with their halves. So, yeah, good question. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Red Energy, for 100% Australian electricity and gas. And Kia's open season. On now with match-winning deals.
It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Certainly is uh, for pharmacy sleep services. Get tested for sleep apnea. Uh, hopefully what's going to happen right at the end of this is not going to give you sleep apnea because it, it, it is back, isn't it? The joke? Oh, we decided tonight. it was. Yeah. No, we didn't. We no, did. we did. Well, earlier on, we well, spoke the listeners about did. Yeah, about it was 14, overwhelming support by our listeners. Overwhelming. Our Fourteen, thirteen. They've said, "Let's bring back the joke." Well, our boss wants it. So, all right, now be- before it. we get to that first thing, you, do you see, he tells you to do. Hey, you do everything he tells you to do. Well, our You're boss, a brown nose, our mate. boss You're actually gives me jokes to tell on air. So, I'm just saying. Is so, that why they're not that great? Keep going. Now, the first thing you're going to see when you walk into Rose Hill Races is a giant statue of the one and only Hugh Bowman. Rose Hill. Oh, Oh, that's the one out of Parramatta, yeah. Yeah, Mm. uh, near Parramatta. Winks with Huey Bowman on board. What an outstanding mare she was. 700 kilogram statue of Winks. Uh, It's a bronze sculpture. Been done by Tanya Bale. It looks outstanding in the photos. From what I can see, um, it took her fourteen months to complete it. Seven hundred kilo statue. That's what if that was that was going to be Winks's um, handicap in the last. If it came race. back for one more race, yeah, seven hundred. Seven hundred kilos on it. Yeah, would have still mm. probably would have found a way to win. Um, now, what's happened with uh, oh in the yeah. AFL world sets? Yeah, Cam Rayner, who is one of the not only the Lions, young guns and stars, he's one of the rising AFL stars as well. He's a he's a big reason why the the Lions uh, did have a really good twenty twenty season. weren't able to go that one better and get through the GF, but he's expected to miss the entire season. Again, a preseason injury, limping off last night when they played a trial against the, the Suns. Now, the Brisbane Lions, they won that preseason trial 117-89. I think the result is insignificant. Mm, paid a heavy price. When one of their best players, Cam Rayner, has got a suspected ACL tear. This and, is what his, uh, his co- their coach, Chris Fagan, had to say. I saw it happen. I thought, I think that's an ACL, and then that's what our physios think. I mean, obviously we have to um, get scans and all that done, but that's the way it's looking at this time, which is a, a real pity. I reckon he was about to take off. He's had a, such a good pre-season. He was playing pretty well tonight. He was one of our few good contributors at the time. It'll build his character, though. He's a, I know he'll still continue to lead around our footy club, and he'll try and find a way to make the most of this opportunity. He's this, positive. This has a huge effect on their their premiership aspirations. Mm. Yeah, they're one of the premiership favourites. I think they drop in the betting with Cam Rayner not there. He's so aggressive. He's covers a lot of kilometres on the field. He's yeah, he's pretty relentless. Mm. Mm. All right, now uh, Oldham in the uh, English Premier League of Oldham. Sacked. Yes, and they used to be not in the. I'm, you're talking about the soccer here. Yeah, but Oldham used to be in the Super Rugby League. They used to be in the Super League as well. Yes, they? they're still many play. years they're still ago. Teams in, but not up in the top. lower division. But they've, this is obviously soccer. Yes, uh, they've sacked their manager, and this time it's an Aussie, an Aussie legend, Harry Kuehl. Mm. Um, he got the tap on the shoulder. Forty-one games, he won seventeen. That's not a bad result in some for some teams, but apparently not uh, not very happy. A lot of the rugby league coaches they, they're at about sort of 45 percent success rate. Mm. But they've mm. had something like seven coaches in a couple of years. They're just rolling through. Yes, but it's mm. a fourth division. Like, yeah, who cares? It's a fourth division. Yeah. Harry would care. Well, you put it in. Get You're saying who cares? No, Badge threw this one. Oh, up. Badge threw it. Well, in. I said EPL. Actually, it's not EPL. They're way down. <laughs> EPL fourth division. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. Uh, is this um, the tour to South Africa for the Aussie cricketers was called off? Yes. Looks like they are going to reschedule it as soon as possible. So they should. Um, because they there's a bit of tension 
yep. between the nations because uh, well, I don't blame the Aussies for calling it off because they were they were worried about the protocols around where they were staying. They weren't guaranteed a safe environment. No, yeah, they were staying in hotels, but they wanted all of the staff to have to stay there too, not go backwards and forwards yep. home, and therefore be a big chance, especially over there. There's lots of COVID doing the rounds, so that they wanted some. Uh, anyway, they called it off, and uh, South Africa not happy. Uh, Woogie was saying that there was um, an offer for South Africa to come play the tests in Australia. Yep. In Mainly Perth in Perth, and, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Oh, no, that was my suggestion, Perth, but no, they didn't actually get to talk about venues. But, okay. but it was offered that it could be brought to Australia mm-hmm. and the revenue would be would yeah, be then South transferred Africa. back to South yeah. Africa. Yeah, I mean, cricket. Australia have to take some running costs. But yep. Yeah. Didn't happen. Anyway, they're gonna they'll reschedule soon. It's all in the fine, so that South Africa's you know backs off the fine wording. It's all in the little writing in the contract. Mm. They've read that, not happy with it. You oh, they don't. would not be going in twenty twenty one, would they? Oh, Australia? Yeah, surely see, not. I can't see why they wouldn't. What COVID? Well, what about well the World Cup T twenty World Cup? What's in India? Mm. Will we go for that? We're mm-hmm. going for that. Yeah, because they run cricket. Players are going to the yeah. IPL okay, too, aren't so, mm-hmm. oh, But that might be in the Middle East where they're playing the IPL. So, again, there's a precedent, and India. I keep saying, there's a, there's a precedent that's been set, mm. not only by cricket but also other sports, that you can run successful yes. operations. Yes. I, I see what Sats is saying. They'll go and play the IPL in India, which is next money. month. Yeah. But, yeah, anyway, it's interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Well, yeah. Mm. They've got to be, that's right, as long as they've got some plans, some good plans around it. Um, now, uh, what's going on with uh, Novak Djokovic? He's p- surpassed Roger Federer for the most weeks at number one in the ATP rankings. Can I ask? 300 or something. Can I ask you, 311. is it 311 weeks? I think it is, yeah. Yep. So Six if, years. If I say to you that Novak Djokovic will spend more time at number one than Federer, let's say when they both retire, but doesn't win as many majors... Is Federer still the greatest? Yeah, yeah. Okay, if Djokovic, if Djokovic surpasses Federer as mm. in majors, in Grand Slams, will Djokovic be the greatest or no. Federer still think he's the greatest? No, he's a bit of a Djokovic knob. is the greatest on Australian soil. Okay. Yeah. Or a hard court, mm. Australian hard court. Where Federer is... Labor would have tailed him up. True. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we should get one of those. I'd love to see that badge. The, the olden day players versus the modern day, like, you know, Rocky Five. They did that in Creed, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. It was awesome. Well, I mm. reckon when Djokovic is 70 and Rod Laver's 98, they could they could play and Rod would beat him. Um, so he's he's won Only 18. Djokovic has yep. won 18 Grand Slams and Federer and Nadal are on 20 mm. at the moment. I reckon Djokovic is better than both of them. That. Really? Yeah. Mm. Based on? Well, just his performance and what he – I mean, at the Australian Open, he just wiped the floor with everyone. No Federer? Federer wasn't there. Yeah, he would – yeah, but he's – how many Australian Opens has he won now? Six or seven? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean mm. – Nine. Bernard Tomic wasn't that fit. He wasn't fit. No, if he got fit, he – Well, you can blame his coach, <laughs> Vanessa Sierra. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're in Italy at the moment. Yep. I watched I – because I follow her on Instagram. It'd, all, it'd be all about tennis. Like, he'd be there, yeah. obviously, preparing God. for his next tournament. Well, that's why I'm not on there were, Instagram. Yeah, but badge, there were videos of him in business class on Emirates, and then in between that, there was photos of her getting out of a pool in bikini. And there was no sign of coaching. I didn't see any coaching at all. Yeah, you didn't see any coaching because yeah, you're being just, a creep. That's you what you're doing. Rewound the bikini shot thirty times. Just creepy. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys have made a huge Research. offer to their quarterback. Yeah, hundred sixty million dollar deal. Now, who for? What's for the Cowboys, what's Dallas his name? Cowboys, Dak Prescott. 
quarter. Oh, they got injured. I've actually heard of him. Got injured. Snapped his ankle yeah, in round five. Season. Yeah. So they must think uh, because in the uh, in the NFL, what usually happens, you get a serious injury that requires surgery. In the past, they just the club will just wipe their hands with you, move you on. Mm. Whereas Dak Prescott, they feel as though he's their future. Now the four year, hundred and sixty million dollar deal, but one hundred and twenty six million of that is guaranteed, no and matter that's what. US too, by yeah. Way. So Ooh. he's potentially pretty special, but yet to. You know he's 26 already? Yeah, I know. Well, they don't really start until they're 22. 22, yeah, yeah. when they get out of college. Yeah. Mm. They don't finish high school until they're, yeah, they did, what, four years in grade one, then grade three. <laughs> well, then when? Finish high school at 21. Didn't you finish high school at 22, Sats? Because you said to me once that kindergarten was the best five years of your don't life. Don't use badges. Gee, you've got Comic. some old don't, jokes. Why are you using these old Bring jokes? Bring it up now. Like, oh. Seriously. Oh. Right, don't talk about jokes. jokes. This is On it. Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. This is, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. Well, this is, this is in honour of COVID, okay, Ooh. and various influenza-type symptoms that you can get mm. and have got over the years. Not us personally, but people. What's the difference between bird flu and swine flu? Don't know. One requires tweetment and the other an oinkment. <laughs> That's good, Sats. No, he's, he's off to a flyer. Which kindergarten did you get that joke yeah. from? <laughs> right, something that I have to think about, mate. Snoring, waking up tired, find out if you have sleep apnea, book a home sleep test at Pharmacy Sleep Services. Don't forget, if you missed anything, including Sats' joke, Yep. You can get it on the podcast. Just look for Sports Day, New South Wales. Where would you find a podcast? Wherever you get podcasts from on your phone or your iPad. See you later. See ya. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.